So for today's podcast, Dr. Smith, thank you for taking the time to join us as we look at some updated COVID-19 guidance. And we are joined once again by Kim McWilliams. Kim, you and your office, you've been with us before throughout the pandemic as we've talked about this because you've work tirelessly to try to stay on top of everything that's changing. So we want to bring you in today so you could help uh, lend your expertise on this as well. So thank you for joining us. Glad to be here. Thank you. So Dr. Smith, let's start on that. You know, what we really wanted to do today was just share the latest information that we have from the Indiana Department of Health. You're correct. And this is very, very new information. And uh, if there's anything that we can guarantee with any certainty that this too shall change. I think this is maybe the fourth iteration of guidance that we've received, but I I do appreciate the fact that they continue to update information and we want to give folks the latest information that we have as students return to school on January the 4th. Absolutely. So, Kim, we're going to start with you then. We've actually got a few slides that the Indiana Department of Health put out. So we thought let's just use their information um, because they absolutely are the experts. So thought if we can interpret that a bit, that might be the best way to help people out. So we're going to put a slide up right now. And, and Dr. Smith, as always, please chime in if you have some information to share with that. So, Kim, if you look at the slide we have displayed, let's talk about guidance changes now regarding if a student or an adult, a staff member, anyone working in the school tests positive. What does it mean now? Yeah. If you remember prior to this uh, new change here that Dr. Smith alluded to, it was if you were positive, you were out uh, 10 days, you could return on day 11. This slide shows you that now you can, you'll stay out and isolate for five days if you test positive and return on day six, of course, if asymptomatic and the symptoms are resolving. Okay. So let's clarify that then as far as that return date, you can return on day six if you're asymptomatic, meaning symptoms are gone, or at least if symptoms are resolving. So that's not to say you may not blow your nose once or twice, but but for the most part, if they're going away, you can return on day six. And tell us again, when do you start counting? Because I know that always brings up some questions. Yeah, it's a great question. So the date of the positive test or the day that uh, symptoms begin, that is day zero. So then day one would follow that and then return on day six to school. Okay. Um, And then one thing we've talked a lot about as we've looked into this is extracurricular activities. So, um, and you can read on the slide about that, but what is problematic about that is everyone wearing masks. Think of basketball games since we're in the winter sports season. So while masks have to be worn based on this guidance and EVSC is continuing to require masks inside our facilities, that really is not possible in athletic competition. Right. So they can return to the classroom setting on day six and then uh, be a, a bystander with mask on during practice time or extracurricular activities and then rejoin the team in a, a setting for the game-like setting on that day 11. Okay. And and Dr. Smith, just to reinforce that then, again, with the numbers doing what they've done lately, masks will continue to be required in, in as far as keeping people as safe as we possibly can. That is correct. Okay. Um, then we'll take a look at the next slide. So first slide dealt more with a positive mm-hmm. test. Um, now we're talking about exposure to someone, a confirmed positive. So really here, the term we've always used is close contact. So talk to us, Kim, about the new guidance now regarding close contact situations. Right. As you see on the slide in the classroom setting, our students are, are masked, as you just heard. 
So then therefore, if they are identified as a close contact, they still want to monitor for symptoms as they do every day at home prior to coming to school. But then they can uh, stay in and remain at school that following day if they're a close contact, as long as they are, again, asymptomatic. Okay. So asymptomatic, no symptoms, you're staying at school. That's correct. Okay. Um, And then talk to us, Kim, about, you know, if you're a parent and you're worried about the fact that, okay, my child's been identified as a close contact and maybe the second day they start to show some symptoms. What what do you advise then? A lot of advisement there. Certainly if they show symptoms uh, through their screening at home, they should stay home. And then if they want to, they should get tested. If they come back positive, then follow the guidance for positive. If they are negative and their symptoms are resolving, it could have been something else or a lot of other things going around besides COVID-19. Then they can return to school once uh, fever-free for 24 hours without taking any medication. Okay. And Dr. Smith, we've always said the tricky thing about this is just because you have symptoms doesn't necessarily mean you have COVID, but we almost have to attack it that way to try to keep people safe. You're correct. We want people to assume that they have COVID until proven otherwise. Okay. Okay. Um, And then one more slide, Kim, we want to display now, and that deals with um, if someone is exposed to COVID-19, a close contact situation outside of the classroom setting. Mm -hmm. So, you know, our lunchrooms or at a home, a parent may have been positive and the student is a close contact, obviously, with that parent. So if they are fully vaccinated, um, then they can remain at school as they have in the past. Our students that have been and staff members that have been fully vaccinated, uh, which now is that um, if eligible for that booster and have received both doses of the Pfizer and Moderna or the one dose of the J&J, after that time period is up, they can remain at school and continue with their daily activities. Okay. So, Kim, could you talk a little bit about what fully vaccinated means? Because it it means something different from J&J versus Pfizer versus Moderna. Yeah, certainly. That's a new uh, concept here with CDC has just sent out. So a fully vaccinated is if you have received the J&J shot, that shot then goes two months afterwards. You are then eligible for the booster shot. And if you receive the Pfizer or Moderna shot, certainly a 16 or older uh, for our students, but certainly as a staff member, a Pfizer, Moderna, six months past, then you're eligible for the booster shot. So there is some discrepancy, I think, in the CDC guidance for uh, individuals that are 16 and 17 when it comes to a booster. Could you talk about that a little? They are um, eligible for, but it, it's up to the parent to really decide what is best for their student. They um, could eligible for it, but they don't need to certainly take it at that point. So then if you are a student age 16 or 17, you're considered fully vaccinated if you've had both shots of Pfizer and Moderna. You don't need the booster unless you're 18. That's, and, and correct me if I'm wrong here, it's something different for our staff, but if you're 16 or 17 or younger, there's a little bit of difference and some ambiguity, perhaps, in the CDC guidance. I think there's some ambiguity in there because at, at 16, you're eligible for the booster. Um, and then six months past that Pfizer Moderna, if you receive that, or two months past that Johnson & Johnson. So for our purposes, we're going to consider a 16 or 17-year-old fully vaccinated if they've had both doses of Pfizer and Moderna. That's correct. Yes. 14 days following their final dose. Thank you. So really, when you think about everything we've talked about so far, really... The thing that stands out to me, and correct me if I'm wrong, Kim, is it's that five-day mark. I mean, that is really on the new guidance. And this just came out the very end of December um, from the Indiana Department of Health. But that's really the key, isn't it? The fact that if your symptoms 
are, are going away, they're gone, you can return on day six, which is a shorter period of time than how we've addressed things previously. Mm -hmm. Yeah, if you think about the changes um, kind of in a, a smaller frame, it was 10. If you were positive, it is now of five days and you can return on day six. You could return on day 11. If you were a close contact, it was 10 days uh, for different things and you could return on day 11. Now it is five days and you can return on day six if asymptomatic and, and fever free. Okay. And that's a key to fever free. And certainly we still without want people, medicine, without medication. You're right. Fever reducing medicine. And again, common sense still needs to prevail as well, because if you do not feel well, we don't want you returning on day six. We're talking about someone who's asymptomatic or who had a very short period of time of some minor symptoms. If you don't feel well, though, you still need to stay home. Yeah. You know, our school nurses and our pam parents and families at home have done a great job of medically assessing their students and then determining if they should stay home or if it is something different and they can return back to the classroom. Okay. Okay. Great information. Dr. Smith, I know you feel strongly about the fact we're going to continue to monitor. We're going to continue to listen to the latest guidance. And when we know new information or have new information, we're going to share it. Absolutely. Certainly do appreciate the patience of everyone. Uh, as we do, as you said, have new information, we will pass that along. Uh, we hope that we've explained it in a way that's not very confusing, but uh, we've made it this far. We want, hopefully we're in the home stretch here. We understand with the new variant that it is much more contagious, but hopefully the symptoms are not as severe. Uh, but together, as we have weathered this for nearly two years, we will weather this uh, again. And uh, hopefully uh, this will be behind us pretty soon. Okay. Good way to end it, Dr. Smith. Thank you, as always. Kim McWilliams, thanks for taking the time to share this information. We may very well have you back in the future as we have new information to share. We'll keep this updated on our website as well. Thank you both. Thank you. Thank you.